0: When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join G.J. and Dan in the conversation.
1: And there's two good-looking dudes. Who are those
0: guys? I don't know. You know, I've been doing this broadcast. With you, you've been doing this broadcast with me, and I've been all over the planet. Yeah, the and show. where have I been? Nowhere. No, you went to the airport once or twice. did Then you go down to Kansas and did it with Brian.
1: Where's he I live? I was in Kansas when my dad was passing away. I was in Branson with Brian. Branson.
0: Right.
1: I was in Dallas. With you, that's
0: right. And this is Washington, Puget Sound. Whoa,
1: whoa!
0: This is what we've been looking at. Evening, (laughs) we've been blessed by some two amazing friends letting us hang out up here. So it's been it's been a while. It's been awesome. It's been awesome to spend a little time.
1: I just realized it's a blessing, and I see that. And your friends are a blessing, and they're amazing. I have never met them. What I just realized is. In the 95 episodes that we've done. We're almost at number 100. What are we going to do? Go ahead. 95 today. Come on. At endtimes.chat. Endtimes.chat. In case for some reason you can't find us, you can always find us there. Because sometimes we may say something that. We pushed the envelope last week. That's for sure. (laughs) I should say I pushed the envelope last week. We pushed it a few times. We We did. So right there where you're at. Looks like you're floating in the clouds with a, an umbrella. Are you Mary Poppins?
0: Yes, I am. I'm gonna take a flying leap off this uh, this bluff out here with an umbrella and fly around. I might make it out to Nebraska one of these days. Hey, speaking of Nebraska, mm-hmm. what's happening over there in Nebraska right now?
1: No rain. No rain. Heat wave. Heat wave. You no guys, you rain. Any- too? Yeah, heat wave and. Uh, No rain. It's not looking Hmm. good for our crops. Uh,
0: Yeah. As a matter of fact, I heard something about not just crops, but in Illinois, I guess there was some kind of oil refinery fire. Oh, yeah. It's threatening production of gasoline to four different states. They're putting out an emergency of four different states right now that rely on the gasoline production and refinery. So I'm not sure how that has anything to do with heat wave, but it it just came to my mind just now
1: when you said it. Well, if if a plant shuts down, it's going to affect production. So obviously, it oh, yes. fuel, fuels no pun intended. Several mm-hmm. states, I guess Nebraska is one of them. Is Nebraska one of them? I don't know.
0: Oh man, we have to check that out. Oh, want you to be safe, man. Maybe you only have to come out here to the, uh, the not so great state of California. And um, <laughs> man, we were we were talking about California up here because we're. Everyone that's here right now actually lives in California. We're just hanging out here as well. And um, California's going nuts, man. There's some crazy things that are happening over there. I mean, it's been crazy in the past, but it's really getting crazy now.
1: I I think that's just par for
0: the course. Yeah, it's definitely par for the course. And it's just getting worse and worse. So, in any event, we'll talk about more of that maybe another day. But
1: What are you going to do about it, Mary? What are you going to do about it, Mary?
0: (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Somebody once told me they said, Man, Dan, maybe you should run for some kind of office in California. And I'm like, I'm not sure about that.
1: <laughs> let me I'm let me think sure about that. that for one nanosecond.
0: For one nanosecond, I know. That's just not that's just not gonna be a thing, probably. Of course, if I ever say I'm never gonna do that, then God always has different different plans for me. So, you know, I've learned I've learned not to say never.
1: Ever. Senator Poppins. Senator Poppins. I'll be flying high (laughs) like people in California usually
0: are. (laughs) Oh, man. Hey, we got to get into a bunch of stuff. We got a lot of things going on today. You've got some things going on after the show. I've got some things going on after the show. But I'm saying we were just talking about the heat wave. And here in the West Coast, did you hear about what's happening in the West Coast?
1: I got nothing, bro. No, you got got lots.
0: You put put, it every time.
1: That's not true. It is so like, true. All I'm yours. yours. I'm just, I'm just the eye candy once again.
0: Well, that is a true statement. You are the eye candy. But we got, we got this right here. This is happening. And uh, wait, wait, is Nebraska on there? I don't know. Is man. that Nebraska right there?
1: I think that's Wyoming. Is that
0: what? No. I can't. I, I really can't tell by your map. Oh, actually, that's just California, <laughs> and that's, and that's Nevada, <clears throat> and that's one of the. Uh, it's one of the counties in Nevada. Anyway, significant warming trend. This, I mean, when we're talking about a warming trend, we're talking in Sacramento, where I live, near Sacramento. It's supposed to be this coming weekend, 111 degrees. Wow, 111.
1: What's and normal? What's normal, normal for this time of year?
0: I mean, that's that's. I think that might be near record-breaking temperatures, on on record. So wow, uh, normal. Usually between 100, 105, you know, well, we've had some weeks where we've had massive amounts of, like we had one, one month, we had a whole month, almost a whole month of above 100 degree temperatures. Now it's nothing like Arizona. People in Arizona right now are like, whatever, we'll get that, we get that in wintertime, whatever. But I mean, if it's hot here, it's going to be hot in other places too. So Seattle, and we're actually three hours north of Seattle right now, they have a heat wave coming which record breaking temperatures down there in the mid nineties for this time of year. But yeah, this is, this was Monday's forecast through the rest of the week. And there's uh, just massive amounts of high temperatures all over the West coast, not just in the, in the great state of Nebraska, but in all these other places. So that's one, but you had an interesting one, Mr. GJ that I thought was kind of fun. And that was this one right here. Let's talk to us. I know it was a, you're putting Epsom salts in there for your feet. I saw that too. You see that?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm laughing. <laughs> so a couple of things that caught my eye on this. And usually you're the master of finding the animal stuff. So I think last last two weeks I've actually had something that was... I, know, I mean, I'm, I'm impressed. Like, hey, I'm impressed. Hey, I'm like, I'm uh, trying to catch up with you. So new species. So when anytime you hear new species, I'm like, okay... They're, we're always unveiling something new. So that caught my eye. And then, and then when I said giant sea bug, <laughs> need I say more? And then as they eat the corpse of an alligator. So that caught my eye. So what it is, they're like, and here in the States we call them roly polies. I don't even know what the real name is. And if my dad was alive, he'd probably know those names because he was an en- entomologist, beekeeper. And uh, so anyway, off the coast, I think it was in, in, the, in the Gulf of Mexico, 10 or 20 miles offshore, they dropped this dead alligator, and they preface said that they euthanized this alligator in a peaceful manner.
0: <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for letting us know that. Appreciate so, uh,
1: it. <laughs> I'm like, okay, is there really a peaceful way to do that? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. So then they submerge this alligator. It's an American alligator. They drop it down 1.5 miles below the surface. And then they have these. They're about the size of a football. or uh, about, And then they can get as big as 18 inches Whoa. in size. So, so that's a big alligator, even though it doesn't look like it in the video. <laughs> but you, you can play the video.
0: Oh, you want to play it? Let me see what happens. Play, play the video. Play the video. Play the video. It's playing. Check that out, dude. That is crazy. Whoa.
1: Whoa, there's one. So they go and they just start munching on this alligator. Yes, yeah, they're showing all these other critters down below. And it's very dark down there. So they have a light. So they've set everything up.
0: Oh, they're <laughs> showing how they dropped the
1: yeah, oh. how they dropped the alligator in and they weighted it so it would stay at the bottom. And within 24 hours, these giant bugs showed up. And they were like thinking it was going to take a period of time, and so this was something that they were, you know, doing. So there, there is a closer shot, and it's going inside. So it ate through the armor of the alligator. So oh, my anyway, goodness. what does that got to do with this show? I don't know, but that's interesting. <laughs> Maybe nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it's just something new and and an, another creature, and it's like okay. There's always something availing. So God's creature, creatures. And then I'm like, okay, what else do we not know about? So moving on.
0: Moving on is right. I mean, that that's actually pretty insane. You have to wonder what else they're going to start discovering and finding and how it could play, in, play a role in whatever's going to happen in the future. But I do have a quick time.
1: <laughs> I um, know what they're not going to discover. What's that? An asteroid. A what? An asteroid.
0: An <laughs> asteroid. No, they won't. Not in time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
1: still on that. I'm still on that 90 weeks later. 90
0: weeks later. Anyway, we've been talking a lot about the flooding that's been going on all over the world. And there's a lot of theories that are out there about why it's happening and things that are happening. And wherever you stand on the issue, there's tragedies that are happening in the process, right? So I'm going to talk in a few minutes. There's two different competing pieces of news that we have. We're going to bring you for Earth News today. And actually, I have six pieces of Earth News today, including the giant sea bug. But this is Pakistan. I, I, there were several different other videos that I could show, but this one kind of showed the force of the flooding that's happening out in uh, Pakistan, where unfortunately, 900 people so far have suffered and died because of this massive amount of flooding, it's flash flooding is happening over there. So we always talk about Jesus saying things. He said to us, hey, we got to keep an eye on, the, on things that are going on there on the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars. Tragedies like this are going to happen. This is just the beginning of the end, right? So uh, he didn't say it was the end. He said it was the beginning of the end. But I mean, I'll just play that one more time. I'm not sure what that is in the middle that's causing that rush up there. But there's another video that's, that we found that showed an entire side of the mountain Uh, with a couple of major, massive vehicles just sliding and down because of the amount of flooding and rain that happened over there. So in any event, praying for the people of Pakistan in that area. And then, oh, my gosh, I found this. I'm not sure if I found it or you found it. So you tell me if it was you. But there is
1: this. I got nothing. It wasn't me. Oh, I did find that one. I stand corrected. I, I thought you did. Tell us about this one. I don't know much about it. I mean, it's it's a multicolored scarf cloud. That's what it's called. And it showed up on August 21st and all the illumination. And it's like, so there's different people. People started chiming in saying different things about it. So I'm, I don't even want to chime in what other people are saying is what caught my eye is look to the heavens and which is the sky. And we're seeing all these different things. So we're seeing it on the Earth, which is Earth news. We're seeing it in the sky, except for the asteroids that they can't discover when it flies by. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I said it. I said it. You and said, it, you said probably, it. And I'll say it again. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so this illumination, which I've never seen anything like this. And it's like all these different colors of light. And, uh, you know, it's different from a rainbow. And it's like it's crowning the cloud.
0: So I saw this. And I also saw that there was somebody who made a a connection between what this picture shows in Revelation chapter four. So Revelation chapter four, it talks about seven lamps blazing and the seven rays of light proceed. And I quote, proceed from the throne of God and are the seven spirits of God, the Holy Spirit. So, I mean. Pretty amazing to see something like that on over China. You, you kind of wonder, we have seen before or heard the psalmist talking about how the voice of God thunders in, uh, in dark clouds with lightning and thunder. And then we see something like this and compares to Revelation where these seven rays of light proceed from the throne of God. It's just kind of what I've never seen before is I've never seen that. That's what I'm saying right there. And Danya, it is very, very pretty. Very, very pretty. But uh, also, if you think about the power that's inside that thunderstorm right there, I mean, there is a massive amount of power that's in that thunderstorm. And we uh, underestimate the power that's inside those storms. And sometimes that power, maybe, 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 could be the
1: Spirit of God. I'm just saying. I'll do this right here. So so, (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) So why are we talking about these things, Dan. For for people that are just now turning t- tuning in for the first time, yeah. Even though this is their ninety fifth time, a ninety fifth show. Hey, we welcome new people every week. Weeks in a row, in a row.
0: Even on even on the week that we got banned because we talked about a specific thing. Hmm. Yes, Don, you're okay. very good. God spoke out of a thunderstorm. That's right. We talk about this because uh, there is. I think sometimes what we do is we see all these things. We see the pictures, we see the videos, and now we actually see so much more than we've ever seen in, in history. We have access to information that we've never had before and it circulates within a matter of minutes sometimes and becomes viral. And so we talk about these things because I believe that when it talks about the whole world we'll see, and we, we see that, that actual phrase in the Bible many different times, the whole world will see, well, we're at a place right now where in a matter of minutes, the whole world could actually see what's happening. So that's one thing I think we should think about. The other thing is, is that we always want to stay in tune with signs of the times, the signposts that God puts out there. We don't want to miss them because let's just face it. There was a bunch of religious leaders back in the time when Jesus came on the earth and they missed every single sign or they denied it. When Jesus actually came to provide the way to God, which was through his sacrifice. So that's why we talk about these things. We want to keep them in front of you. You can make your own decisions. You can ask the Lord to speak to you about what you think about them. But we want to put them in front of you. We want you to see them so that you can make your decision for God yourself. So is that about touch on it, G.J.? Did you want me to say anything new? Anything else? Good job. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, we have not only in California. And in Nebraska and in Washington State, we actually have in Israel, okay, in Israel. I'm going to pop this up on the screen real quick. I just was reading about this
1: this morning. By the way, behind you, I see a trail. That's all I'm going to say. I see a trail. I'm going to say a That's That's all I'm going to say.
0: say. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Israel to experience intense heat wave in the coming week. I mean, it's, this one's actually not going to say something like record-breaking, as we're as we're seeing and hearing in California. But Israel experiencing an, an intensive heat wave. Now, I want you to know, during one of the judgments that God gives to the earth, there is a there is one judgment that He brings on that has to do with the intense amount of heat and light, and so and then He also brings an intense amount of darkness at one point too. So there's a lot of things that you can see kind of parallels, and so it says, uh, when, we t- when we talk about these heat waves, we're talking about, whoa, okay, this is going to potentially happen. Now, is it, is it uh, climate change? Is it something like that? Maybe, maybe God's going to use all that for what he's going to use it for. Is it we're interjecting our own knowledge into what the earth is trying to do? Probably, <laughs> as you see behind me. Anyway, that's an intense thing that's happening. And then G.J., I also saw, just this morning, we're talking about heat waves, but we're also we, I also saw this this morning. Do, do you remember what this is? I'm not sure. I saw.
1: I, I saw that you posted it, and then I tried to dig in deeper, and I couldn't. So I, I assume it's ice is growing. Is that correct?
0: Well, what it is is that Greenland. By the way, is this is really interesting? Iceland is one of the greenest places on the planet, and Greenland is one of the iciest places on the planet. I think they meant to switch those back a long time ago, but Greenland is covered with an ice sheet and it snows pretty much year round. And they gained, Greenland, the country, gained seven gigatons of mass in just one day yesterday, which is the largest daily gain ever recorded during the summer. So you can see over here, you have all this mass loss and uh, they're not really losing much Oh, this is a period of one year. Okay, so not really losing much. But then, of course, in the summertime, it drops down, kind of goes back up. But here, at the end of August, it shoots up, and it's one of the largest gains that they've seen on an, on the ice sheet in Greenland ever recorded in, in the summer. So I just thought that when you see all the different kinds of things that are happening around us, I thought that was pretty wild.
1: Especially when man is saying... Look out, it's going to melt away and then it's going to flood, you know, the oceans are going to rise and the flooding and and, and the flooding that we've talked about has, has had nothing to do with the oceans. That's the crazy thing. It's It's been torrential rains in places that aren't even like a river or behaving like a river, even in the desert. So why are we talking about this? As Dan said, I mean, these are signs. They may be pertinent, they may not. I truly believe God is just showing different ways to get people's attention and to show what is to come. Like you said, the intensity level that will happen after Jesus comes and takes the church, which we call the rapture, is going to be so intense on all fronts. And I just believe this is just a precursor to what is to happen, which we call sign of the times. Is it a sign? Maybe. Maybe it's not. But that's why we bring this. To every, to each week.
0: Well, if you you got to keep in mind too, not you specifically, GJ, but just people that are out there.
1: Oh, you, you calling me? Out?
0: Appreciate. Well, you. I can call you out if you want. If you really want to. But all right, all right, um, when I'll see you next week. <laughs> I think that sometimes we, we have to also connect what's happening with all the rains and the torrential downpours with if there is melting ice caps, you're introducing more moisture into the environment into the oceans specifically. And it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be flooding from the oceans because the more, the more moisture introduced to the atmosphere, the more it's going to collect in the atmosphere, the more it's going to dump on, on land. And so it's kind of a, shall I say, a redistribution <laughs> of the weather. Sorry, there was a little bit a little bit sarcasm there with the redistribution thing, but... There was? little Yeah, hmm, redistribution of wealth. Oh, did I say that? See, that's that skirt-in-the-edges thing I'm talking about. If we're not here next week, And times.chat. <laughs> and times.chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. There's a lot of Earth news. Hey, so we got to jump into some more's rumors of wars because we definitely have uh, some things to share today, a message for all of you that we are itching to get to. So Russia, TJ, you actually posted something about Russia <laughs> needing international support. Well, I'm going to pull that up here in just a moment, kind of lead us into what that is about.
1: Well, the one thing that caught my eye is Russia's getting support, and we know in the end days or in the tribulation, the Red Army comes from the north towards Israel. So obviously, we believe that is China and Russia. They continue to get a closer relationship, and then with everything that's happening with Russia and Ukraine, you know, so it's like you've got a divide happening. And then you've got different countries coming together to support each other. And, uh, you know, Russia's gaining uh, traction with a lot of different countries in support of what they're doing and where they're going. So that was the what caught my eye on this article specifically.
0: No doubt. Um, We showed several months back. We actually when, when the whole thing in Russia and Ukraine started, we showed a map uh GJ, if you remember, that showed where Israel is in relation to Ukraine, Russia, and China. So and not only that, but also to Syria, Iran, and all of those surrounding nations that are north of Israel. And the scripture's pretty clear in Ezekiel 38 and 39, 37, 38, and 39 about the armies of the north. They it called it's called Gog and Magog, right? So we we can dive a little bit more into that another time. Uh, we have talked a little bit about it, but it would be fun to do a study on that at some point with everybody. But dire- directly north. And when, you, when, I, when I actually saw the fact that Ukraine was directly north, I thought, okay, there's a, there's a conglomeration happening here that we don't know about. And we're going to talk a little bit about this later, about the fact that God is in control of the narrative. Doesn't seem like it sometimes, but he is. When, he, when we don't see it, he's back in the background. And he's making moves that have consequences and changes that'll happen that are directing his plan and his purpose towards the ultimate goal of Jesus coming back again. So I think we need to remember that. Keep an eye on still what's happening over there, everybody, because it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future. We also have this one, G.J., that you posted.
1: I literally, maybe you found because you're the smartest man alive. I literally t- tempted to dive in and find out. Where this happened, I couldn't find out where it happened. Yeah, maybe it was, maybe it's in bold print and I didn't see it, and nobody was reading to me. So these people are driving down the interstate, and um, all of a sudden they see what's in that red circle. Which at, at first glance, is it a asteroid? Is it a comet? Is it a satellite? Is it a rocket? You know, and then as closer you get, and as closer it gets, it uh, appears to be some type of rocket, and then it actually fragments where there's like two two of them. <clears throat> so the question is, is there two of them or is there one? And uh, it's pretty crazy. And then, by the way, there was a rack right in front of the guy that's filming it, and he didn't oh, get probably, hit. Probably because they're watching that rocket. <laughs> so I was watching it. And then as this continues to go, it starts to open up, and then it looks like a, a definitely the silhouette of a rocket ship in the sky, and then it even looks like a fish in the sky. So I'm like, I believe there's some type of symbolism attached to this, even though I'm sure that's not why this is happening. So something crazy. I don't. It's unexplained, and uh, I don't even know what it is specifically. But that video definitely is pretty amazing.
0: It kind of, it kind of reminds me. Uh, my Tanya and I were actually in living in central coast california pretty close to vandenberg air force base which is now vandenberg space force base and they were firing up a test like it was in the star wars so they were firing up an intercontinental ballistic missile uh, defense system and so they fired up a live live rocket and then they fired up into the sky and then they actually intercepted it where it exploded and it kind of had that same look of uh, not as not as specific as this, but it kind of went out like that, and it made it look like this one section look like daylight. And um, I- I'll never forget that it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen until I see this today. Anyway, lots still going on over there. We also Things have
1: that make you go.
0: Oh, we should have, I should have put it in that section actually. That would have made more sense. By
1: the way, uh, is Tanya uh, going to call today?
0: Just no, so she's right there. I can see her inside. Anyway, so. the Still, things are happening over in China. I'm not sure if you posted this one or not, G.J. I think you did. Go for it.
1: If It's the one that I think I, I, that doesn't look familiar, this one, but it's about the Navy ship.
0: Oh, the U.S. Going
1: Navy? You went through the Taiwan, between between Taiwan and China in that strait. So it's called the Taiwan Strait. So obviously, there's been heightened military showing both on Taiwan and China's perspective, and the U.S. is continuing to show its strength as well. And so it was sending a ship through the Taiwan Strait. Now, they say that's normal. It's like a peacekeeper. So is it? Is it not? I don't know. What we know is everybody's flexing their muscles like, look, we're here.
0: Not only that, but Taiwan takes a warning shot at a Chinese drone near one of their mm-hmm. offshore islands.
1: I didn't see that one.
0: Just happened this morning. I saw it pop up on the news this morning. Uh, this it's is from good, good find.
1: Again. It's a good find.
0: Yeah. This, the drone actually was headed over one of the islands off the coast of Taiwan. And Taiwan is an island, too, by the way. And it's controlled by Taiwan near the Chinese coast. And so Taiwan shoots up this warning shot, and then the drone turns around, heads back to China. So, man, it just seems like, it's it's kind of weird when I think about it, GJ, because it kind of seems like if they're messing around, they're toying with each other. And, I mean, at what point are you just going to, I don't want it to happen. God forbid, this would be horrible. It'd be a lot of people that would die. It would, it would be a horrible, horrible tragedy. But playing with people's lives and emotions and fears like that, which is why I wanted to also say again this week, and you mentioned it a couple last couple weeks, GJ, is that We don't have a reason to fear anything that can happen to us if we believe in Jesus. That's the whole point, right? If we believe in in Jesus as the Son of God, there's nothing to fear. Paul even says, what can man do to me? What, take my life? Well, to, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Because as soon as I'm gone as a believer, I'm in the presence of Jesus himself. So keep your faith out there, everyone. Even in the middle of all this craziness, people in Ukraine, people in Russia, those of you believers over there who are going through some massive amounts of tragedy and the things that they're seeing and experiencing, people of Taiwan, shoot, people in many cities in in our country, here in the United States, keep your faith. Keep your faith. Keep your faith rooted in Jesus. Keep your faith rooted in what God says in the scriptures. Keep your focus on what God is trying to tell us and look around you. Look around you and pay attention to the signs that are happening. Anyway, I'm not sure why I got off on that, but
1: it's a good it's a good reminder. So I mean, and we got new listeners and new viewers, so it's good good reminder. So thank you Excellent. very much, it's been alive. Well, thank and you, Crystal.
0: <laughs> well, hey, you you actually posted one, and I'm gonna pop it up on the screen. We've been talking about this one. This is leading up to the tribulation. We've been talking about this one for a while, but I just noticed this one thing that you posted. I'm like, oh, man, this is, this is interesting.
1: Do I need to say anything?
0: <laughs> Maybe to help other people understand what it is.
1: <laughs> For those that can't see it, it's an x-ray of two hands. So you see the bones, the finger, the finger bones. And then right there between the index finger and the thumb is what appears to be a grain of rice. So obviously it was injected into the hand. And uh, so we've talked about it over and over and over, is that the mark of the beast will be appear in the hand or on the forehead. And why the forehead? Because right here there's, there's a place you can inject the size of a grain of rice, and not everybody has a right hand. In this case, they're showing both the right and left hand. And it's, it's a great picture of showing, hey, here, here's what it looks like. And that grain of rice can hold all the data, it can it can communicate, it can receive, and this technology that exists right now. This isn't done in the future. It exists right now. It's just not in mainstream use usability or being used on a mainstream, but they're they're also talking about, you know, putting these what they're called a little microchip into children. Uh, in some cases, they put in dogs already. Which is, uh, here in the United States, that's become a normal thing, in case your dog gets lost.
0: Yeah. Well, the you funny know, thing is that... Um, Go ahead.
1: That's it. That's all I got. Uh,
0: <laughs> the funny thing is that they when uh, when it came out for cars, they called them low Because you can put a little something on the car to keep an eye about where it is. Now, almost every car that's manufactured comes with some GPS connection to it which is interesting in and of itself and newsworthy. But then you could actually tag your dogs. So we, Tanya and I would make a joke and say we're just low jacking our dogs. And now the World Economic Forum, with this picture, by the way, which is something that came out of the news, this is not something we manufactured or pulled up, but this was in relation to a story about the World Economic Forum now saying that you, it's, it's a good idea, and I'm going to call it low jack, to low your kids because of all the things happening in the world. So we're going to just low-jack our kids. We're going to put something in them so we can keep an eye on where they are at all times to keep them safe. So, hmm, that's what leading up to the tribulation
1: and something that makes me go... I... I, (laughs) Yeah. I've had this conversation. I was thinking back when I was a kid. None of this existed. And... We turn out okay.
0: Yeah, I mean there, there yeah, it's
1: true. It's true. Uh,
0: I mean there are man, I'm telling you what, there's I don't really want to get into this rate right today, maybe another day, but I was reading a couple of other news you stories.
1: You did get it get there <laughs> in times. <laughs> in times. <laughs>
0: but what's happening in this world to destroy our children is something that we should pay attention to. It really is. And but I don't I don't think the answer is injecting them with some rice-sized device to keep track of them. But maybe, maybe, just maybe, parents, we should be keeping track of our kids and what's going on with them a little bit more than we are. Maybe talking to them a little bit more. Maybe encourage them a little bit more. Maybe teaching them a little bit more. Being around them a little bit more. But you don't understand. I have to work. Yeah, I know. My wife and I work two jobs, and we're doing our best to stay connected to not only our, our granddaughter, but as much as we can even to our, other two daughters and unfortunately one of them is not doing real well and um and she's older but the other one and we're just trying to stay connected but we're going to definitely do what we can to help our little our little granddaughter who's really kind of our daughter because we're raising her but i think maybe parents what we should do is focus a little bit more on what we can do to be with them as opposed to just being able to find them with a low jack if they get lost Just saying.
1: InTimes.Chat.
0: InTimes.Chat is where it's at. Hey, so G.J., you sent something over this morning. I wanted, uh, would love to have you kind of fire that off as far as faith and expectations, and uh, encourage us a little bit. And then I'll get into a little bit about God's judgment.
1: Well, a couple things before I get into it is I think it's you know we 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 come here each week just saying here's the sign, be ready, and. You know, some of this may come to fruition, some of it may not. We know ultimately, you know, what happens after Jesus comes, you know, return and the church is taken, which is the rapture. And and then a, a lot of craziness happens for seven years. The first three and a half years, I I sort of take it as it's the, the alignment, regrouping, and then then the Antichrist shows himself, and then all heck breaks out. I think there's going to be tough times through that first three and a half years, especially if a billion people all of a sudden vanish. I don't know what the number is, but let's just say it's a billion people. A lot of craziness is going to happen. The other thing is, you know, me and Dan come out here every, every week and we we dive into the, a lot of the news articles on a whole scale, you know, as we cover each week. And then, you know, we're humans. And I know that, I know that's hard to believe. So, <laughs> um, you know, Dan's, you know, there used to be a show called The Six Million Dollar Man. He's the $10 million man. You know, I, I share this is because, you know, God's placed on my heart a whole new belief system of, you know, what's possible. And God is a God of multiplication. God can do anything. And we're, we're showing a lot of these things that, you know, like Dan said, is it man's perspective, is it's man doing. Or undoing and God's using that for his you know own glory or his own plan and sometimes it doesn't make sense to us it makes clear sense to God and sometimes it doesn't make sense right now eventually it does and so anyway, God has been pressing upon me and a strong belief of trusting in him to a whole new level and you know once you get one one level it's like, okay, what's next? I mean God's always If you're leaning into God, He's going to continue to lean into you and continue to to grow you and raise you up. And I I see that in my own life. So there's a devotional I just started reading this morning, and I just thought, hey, this is perfect because time of turmoil, and then here we're covering all these things. A lot of them are not very good, (laughs) Mm -hmm. either what's happening, or what's going to happen, or what could happen. So it's negative. It could be scary when you trust in Jesus. That fear can be removed. It may not be instantaneously, although it can be instantaneously. So when you eliminate that fear, then it makes it a lot easier to move forward in life. And so I challenge everybody to, you know, have that expectation of belief and greatness. Something great can happen. And, you know, I've taught a lot of personal growth in the last 25 years. And, uh, you know, sometimes you got to go back to the foundation. You got to go back to the fundamentals. And this one caught my eye today. So I'm just going to read it. And and yes, I'm still struggling with this cough that uh, is very frustrating. And yes, I am doing things about it. And yes, I'm going to have some tests uh, in October. Why? Because that's as soon as they could get me in, because there's a lot of respiratory challenges going on. I don't know why that's happened. So expectation. One thing about expectation, it's a it's actually a form of judgment. And so, you know, if if you have an expectation on someone or something, sometimes they don't know that. And so you're actually creating a judgment. So I'm I'm removing that out of this equation for today. So it's a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future. So a strong belief. So lean into the strong belief. So when you expect greatness, because this is about greatness, then you will receive greatness. It isn't a new age thought. It isn't a matter of luck. It is a matter of linking your faith with God's word. So linking your faith, and the the greater that is, the stronger that is, you know, and linking that with God and God's word, it can be a very powerful form of. Expecting greatness, however, is easier said than done, which is why I said what I said before, because it's Mm. not always easy. It's easy to expect greatness when greatness is going on all around you or going well. I'm attempting to be silenced. So when the going gets tough and the light at the end of the tunnel is getting smaller and smaller, expecting greatness becomes much more difficult. So some of you are watching, life sucks. Some of you might be dealing with a cough. I, take
0: off. All right, I got you. I got you, bro. We talk about those expectations. And there's a difference between an expectation and a standard. You know, a standard is something that says, hey, you will not lie to me. That's a standard. But the expectation that we put on people is, don't ever lie to me, which isn't a possibility for a lot of people. So when we think about the expectations versus the standard, the expectation is an instant, instant ability to judge someone for what they do or don't do. But if we, up, everyone else to the same standard that God sets for us. And then you really understand there's no way to be able to match up to that. So you've, all right, GJ, take it back. So it looks like you're doing better. But am I? <laughs> I don't know, but go ahead try it out. And I'll get into some of the, expe- uh, the uh, some of the judgment stuff in a minute.
1: So I'm, I'm just going to read this faith being said above, above reason. So faith, Means that above reason, above obstacles, above your own senses, you choose to follow the path before you. It probably doesn't make sense. And really, over the last five and a half years, a lot, of, or really the last six years, a lot of things in my life didn't really make sense on the path that I was going. Although I felt convicted, I felt like that was my path. And sometimes I didn't even know what the real path was or how I was going to get to where I thought I might be going. So, having that faith and having that faith in Jesus definitely will start to give you that clarity. And sometimes the clarity is the step right in front of you, not the path, just that step right in front of you. So, faith is doing something despite the chance of failure. A lot of times we're afraid to do something because we're going to fail. Faith is what happens when the wor- world is saying no and God is saying yes. And I just thought that was a big, and I'll read that one more time. Faith is what happens when the world says no, and God is saying yes. So, what is God saying to you right now? What is—I mean, you're you're watching this at the 46-minute mark. Listen to a guy hack heck up a lung. <laughs> and so, God's definitely talking to you. So, what is God saying to you? What is God saying that you know that you feel convicted in, on? You know, and that greatness inside of you. Each and every one of us have greatness inside of us, and it doesn't matter what your circumstances, it doesn't matter who you are, it doesn't matter what you have or don't have, God put greatness in you. Satan tries to take us out. Satan tries to eliminate that. Satan tries to, to cast aspersions on us so that we don't believe that and we go down a different path, or we don't even start down any path. So God's calling you right now and I don't know what that path is for you. I just know God is calling you. God is calling the path for you and all I ask is listen to what God is saying. There's greatness within you and you have the ability to see the light of the next step. And that may all be all there is. What I know is God will continue to to give you the next step and the next step and the next step. And when you're doing that, you're living in purpose. When you're doing that, you're doing great things. God's called that for you, whatever that may be, and I, so I challenge you to do so. And Dan will take it away from here and and show you how to how to you know if you don't know Jesus, how to make a commitment to to Jesus.
0: So before I get to that, as the Facebook description, YouTube description talks about, not only are we talking about expectations, but God has an expectation of all of us, and it is to choose Him, to choose Him. And here's what happens though, so. We, we talked last week about the Church of Thyatira. It was the letter found in Revelation chapter 2 and uh, the the last, I guess, I don't know, 10 11 verses of that book or that chapter. And the question became, is it possible to have a growing, maturing church or a relationship with Jesus and yet be compromising with sin? Well, the answer to that question is unequivocally yes, especially because we see that in the Church of Thyatira. So... Just before I get into the explanation of God's judgment, let me just explain, first of all, that the church of Thyatira, what Jesus says about them is he said that they had the proper motivation of love. They had demonstrated an effective ministry. They were serving others. They were doing what they can in the community. They were committed to a right message. They had the right faith in God. They endured with a tough mentality. They had patience. But Jesus says, but I have this against you. And so this is not one of those situations where uh, you bring something to, to God and you're saying, oh, look, look at my coloring. I did such a great thing. God's not looking at the one thing that you did wrong. He's praising this church for what they, do, what they were doing right. But he said, hey, you need me in this area. And it was about moral decay. So the one thing I said before I lead into the explanation of God's judgment is, is just, because, just because I am being blessed and I'm active in the ministry of my church or in my own life, motivated properly, committed to the message of God's word in my life does not mean that everything is okay or that God is pleased with everything I say and do. We have to stay focused and not allow the influences that are coming at us that are trying to take us away from a relationship with God. I'm telling you right now that's happening over and over and over again because satanic opposition is real and it comes at us at all angles. If we, if we are yeah, not... Yes, exactly. If we're not on guard, well, if we're not on guard and watchful, then we're gonna be. Then we could potentially be taken down by it. And so, one of the things that I posted, I couldn't post the whole thing because it wouldn't allow me on Streamyard to do it. But here's the explanation of God's judgment in five minutes or less. It takes a lot longer to talk about it. But first of all, we have to understand that God is very, very patient. To the church of Thyatira, he actually says, I have given her time to repent. How wonderful is God's patience with us. He gives us time to get right with him, but we should never assume that he will not judge us. 1 Corinthians eleven thirty one thirty two 32 says, but if we would examine ourselves, we would not be judged by God in this way. Yet, when we are judged by the Lord, key phrase, we are being disciplined so that we will not be condemned along with the world. And in Hebrews, we also find that God's, uh, God's discipline is there not. The hardship we experience can be considered God's discipline to help drive us into a close relationship with him. So there's God's judgment is pronounced on Thyatira. There's people who do, who do not repent in Thyatira and maybe on the church in our day that follows the same patterns. And this is the judgment that he brings. Physical disease. For And Je- for what he calls Jezebel, and we can talk about the the whole Jezebel situation in a minute. He says, "I will cast her on a bed of suffering." Now, this is a play on words that's, that that exist in this statement. The bed of immorality to which she often resorted, which is Jezebel, will become a bed of sickness. Perhaps the sexual diseases so prevalent in our society today are a valid understanding of this sick bed that Jezebel would experience. Now, I, I know I'm kind of probably taken on the chin by some Bible theologians out there saying that hey, you got to watch out talk about sickness like that. No, what I'm saying is that it could potentially be God's judgment, especially with the sexual immorality that exists in our, on our planet today. It is also possible because of the, great, of the connection with the words great tribulation, that the bed is the tribulation itself with all of its horrible sufferings. The second is there will be great distress for her followers, Jezebel. And I will make those who commit adultery with her suffer intensely. While this could refer to actual adultery, it would either make the group involved exceedingly small or would indicate her enormous capacity for sexual sin. A more likely explanation is that the emphasis is on spiritual adultery, going along with her viewpoints, which included sexual sin. So Jezebel, who was, could either be an actual person in the church or is referring back to. Queen Jezebel, who was, who was in the Old Testament, and we already saw a reference in this letter to Balaam. So it makes more sense that when God's talking about the kind of judgment he's going to bring, he's actually bringing in this spirit, I will call it, of Jezebel that is causing people to have this moral decay in our, in our churches, not just in society, because we can't hold a society to the same standard as we do our, our own churches, that says, you know what, I can, I can go along this pathway and do what I want, and act the way I want, and it's okay, because God's going to be okay with it. Because I go to church, I love God, I have faith, and all the things that he talks about with the church of Thyatira. So the third thing is, is that there will be a coming death for her children. It says in that passage, I will strike her children dead. Her children are distinguished from those who commit adultery with her, if you don't notice. The latter group refers to professing believers in the church who were influenced by her teaching and deception to go along with the sinful practices of the trade guilds of Thyatira. There was a lot of sexual immorality that was happening in Thyatira. We talked about this last week, where there there was a trade route that went through Thyatira and all these different merchants and people would come through. It would almost be like a place where people could go where you would say about Las Vegas, well, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, what happens in Thyatira stays in Thyatira. So the children, however, refers to the next generation or all of those who are committed to her viewpoint and continue to propagate it, whether they were living in the generation immediately after the one mentioned in Thyatira or people living today. The coming result for all who advocate such teaching is death. It's final, it's eternal, and fully justified. So God's judgment should affect the attitudes of all the churches. In verse 23, it says, then all the churches will know that I am he who searches minds and hearts. The simple point here is that we cannot escape the judgment of God. Whether we're Christians or not, we cannot escape the judgment of God. God knows what we're doing. Nothing is hidden from his knowledge and presence. We see that in Hebrews 4.13, and we are accountable to him. God's judgment will come to every one of us. Verse 23, as that final note, and I will repay each of you according to your deeds. This truth is presented in the Bible over and over again. You find it in Romans 14, Romans 14, 10 Romans 14, 12, 1 Corinthians 4, 5, 2 Corinthians 5, 10. And I mean, I could go on. There is no escape. To the believer in Jesus, the judgment of Christ is for reward, not to determine eternal life and personal salvation. To the unbeliever, the judgment of Christ results in eternal punishment. And that's where we find ourselves with what G.J. was just talking about with the expectation that we place on others. Well, what we should do is we should be facing inward to check our own spirits about where we stand with Christ. Do we have that love? Do we serve well? Do we have the faith? Do we have the patience to endure? But yet, we're allowing this moral decay to come into our own lives. And I get convicted about this every single time I talk about it, G.J., because you know I have a thought life as well as just anybody else. And we're inundated in our society, just like Thyatira was, with all the different things that could lead your mind astray. And so you can find ways in your own thinking sometimes to justify how you act and what you do and what you say, which is why I believe you can be a, you can be a, you can be a committed follower to, of Jesus and still be battling with that moral decay. But there is an ex- exhortation, though. There is an encouragement to those who remain faithful. It wasn't easy to be a Christian in the in the environment of ancient Thyatira and I'm telling you right now it's not easy to be a Christian in the current societies that we live in. It doesn't matter where you live. You could be in the Philippines, you could be in Russia specifically, you could be in China which are they're facing they're facing daily persecution in the church in some of those areas. In the United States it comes a little differently because you're faced with all this temptation in this country. It's it's not easy to be a Christian in these environments. The appeal here though is to that godly remnant within the church. Now, things were obviously worse in in the actual Thyatira than in the actual church, right? But the Lord understands the struggles of the faithful. He places no other burden on them than remaining faithful to the admonition of this letter, which simply stated to stay away from sexual sin and the pagan practices that lead to the toleration and acceptance of sinful lifestyles. Now, I'm going to stop there because I could go on. But the rest of that passage in verses 24 and 25 about Thyatira actually uses a phrase that says, my word or my commandments or my will. And that word, that phrase is used multiple times in John's writings. And what it emphasizes is an obedience to God's will. That is the major evidence of true belief in the Lord. So if you want the kind of judgment that is for reward, Instead of the judgment that's for eternal punishment, then there is an answer for that, and it's found in Jesus alone. And so, what we're—you are finding yourself at this moment, listening to us at minute number fifty-nine, and we're about to say that prayer that everyone needs to hear, and needs to, and needs, and should hopefully, with their own decision, make this prayer that part of their heart, where you say, "I want to choose the kind of judgment that leads to reward." And continue to grow in my life and not allow the moral decay to impact me spiritually, emotionally, relationally, financially, and all other elites. And that is the prayer of salvation. If you're here right now and you're listening to us at this moment and you have a tugging in your heart, you see all the different things that are going on in your own societies all over the world. Because we had over 7,000 people watch this all the way through last week from all different places on the planet. If that's you, no matter what society you live in, you can see the moral decay that could be impacting your church, your society, and what's going on around you. You will not necessarily be protected from seeing those things, but your heart and your mind, your spirit can be protected in the, in the eternal days to come. And all you got to do is say the prayer that says, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God. It came to take away the sin of the world, that he died on the cross for me, and that I can have eternal life with Him if I just accept and receive the forgiveness that He's got for me. So we're going to pray that now. If that's you, just pray this in your heart and let God speak to you in this way. Lord, Lord Jesus, I believe that You are the Son of God, that You did come to this world to take away our sin, and that You do offer us this relationship with You that is out of this world, literally. But we can be in this world and face all the different things that we are going through, And have strength and courage and encouragement when we accept you and the forgiveness that you have to offer. So, Lord, please forgive me, come and live in my heart, and be a part of my life for the rest of my days here. And I can be with you in eternity forever. In Jesus' name.
1: Amen. 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 One thing before we jump off here. Yeah. Good old Papa Reynolds Bible says, relationship with God. So do you have a relationship with God? And you can go to church and do some of the things like go through the motions. It's all about relationship. And then test around what Dan said. And then what I shared earlier, only God can make a real and lasting difference in our life. And God will make a difference in and through me, through you. So wisdom to leave and uh, good job. Thank you very much, Mr. Mister Dan Crystal Mary Poppins. <laughs> Sound
0: like you were struggling with my first and last name there for a second. All right. Okay, I see it. Anyway.
1: No, no, no. It's not all. Enjoy, enjoy your umbrella the rest of the week. Thank you,
0: Papa Reynolds and <laughs> Grandpapa Reynolds. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey, anyway, guys, we'll see you next week. We love you, appreciate you. We do this every week because we believe that God's leading us to do it and we'll stay faithful. You stay faithful too. God bless you guys. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more and don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless. We'll see you next time.